I'm Terry Taylor, and this is the Interior Design Business Academy podcast. As an interior designer, you may be thinking, I love what I do, but I am so overworked and underpaid. Let me tell you, I've been there too. I spent many years learning from my own mistakes and developing proven strategies and systems to make interior design a profitable career while keeping it fun and creative. So now I'm here to help you get paid what you're worth. If you're ready for some straight talk about how design business really works, and you're ready to break through old belief systems that are holding you back and shift into beliefs that support your goals and bring lasting success, you are in the right place. Hi, it's likely that you already know that I teach designers how to get paid what they're worth. And one of the first things we work on is design fees, because that's one of the easiest ways to kick up your income and usually work on that first, right? Because we want to get the income up. And design fees are not hard to do once you know what to do and how to do it and how to say it, right? And once you get through that part, practice it a couple of times and it's just, you know, easy peasy, no, no problem at all. However, the first, the first challenge comes up is when an old client shows up. Okay. And the, the thoughts that always come up and what, what our designers say is, oh, you know, oh, I've got a past client. This is one of my first clients I ever worked with. And, you know, I, how am I going to do fees with her when I was only $125 an hour when I did, you know, I need to do this by the hour, right? Wrong. <laughs> really wrong. Okay. Just because she was your first client or an early client doesn't mean that you have to do the same thing that you did before. Okay. That's not a rule. That's something that your head's making up. It's a block that you're imagining that it would be there that actually isn't. So I want to talk to you a little more about this and how how this piece works, because if you're messing with design fees, I know this has come up for you because <laughs> it always does, always does. All right. So if you've worked with her in the past, and let's say she was an early on client and you charged her less money, that's okay, right? Because, you know, you don't have to do the same thing that you did before, right? There's there's no such things. You don't have to have a new client to be able to charge design fees. Your old clients need to have the benefit of that too, because this fee basis is to to their benefit, right? They were getting bills for time that they had no idea what's coming. Now, they don't know that you don't bill all your time and that you don't do that very well. <laughs> but at any rate, you know, when your bill would show up, it'd be like, ooh, let's see what this one is. I mean, that's not the relationship that you want to have with your client. Um, it's the same as not not having a budget before you start. You're, you're, you're just kind of meandering into the unknown and that doesn't instill confidence in people. It, it's just not a very good idea at all. So, so turn this around and make this fee basis a benefit for your past clients as well. I mean, it's, it's absolutely true. You know, somewhere there's this belief that what I did or what I charged before must stay the same. The client expects it. And you know what? That just isn't true. Actually, they don't expect it. They don't expect it at all. It's you that's creating that belief. It's your head that's making that block in the way. It has nothing to do with them because nothing is the same as it was a year ago or two years ago or five years ago. I mean, think about it. The whole world changes at such a fast pace. Everything everywhere is more expensive and is delivered in a different way. It's just the way it is. 
You know, if you think about going to the grocery store, there was a time when a half a gallon of milk was a buck eighty-nine. It isn't anymore. And we're not surprised when we see it. And we don't take that half gallon of milk up to the manager and go, hey, hey, this used to be a dollar eighty-nine. That's what I want to pay for it. I'm not, I'm not doing this if you, you know, nobody would do that. Okay. It's not the way the world works. And you are a business. It's not just, it's not you. You got to get your head out of being the you-ness of this and look at your design business as a business that has to be profitable in order to operate and it has to flow along with what's going on with the world and the economy and that sort of thing at any given time. Okay. So, you know, your client's not going to not understand that things change. They expect things to change. Okay. And you're not supposed to take the hit on helping this client who you charged $125 an hour five years ago, and now you're at 200 And these are internal rates, by the way. We're, ta- we're talking about fees, but that internal rate still keys into it underneath, right? So, But you don't have to go back and do what you did before to please that client. That's just a bunch of people pleasing that's just getting made up in your head. You need to operate your business as a business and make it profitable and work for you and not give yourself away. It's not up to you to give yourself away to, to pass clients. You know, you can change your business practice. There's no rules that say you can't change. Actually, you're supposed to change your business practice as you grow. It's really quite important that you pay attention to how you're doing things and develop better practices, better systems, better ways of operating your business so that you can grow it. This is just one of them. Okay. And in your path to developing a good business that supports you, and, and I'll define that a little more. I mean, I define a good design business as one that has clients that you like and respect and they respect you, that the jobs are creative enough to push you a little bit on the edge, but not too far out, that you um, get paid for the work you're doing and you're not giving yourself away or, you know, people taking advantage of you or that sort of thing, and that you have some kind of systems that are repeatable underneath you to simplify what's going on and streamline your business so that it supports you. Because the idea of a design business is not that you work 60 hours a week and make $40,000 a year. That's not it, okay? You know, you might as well go work for Pottery Barn if you're going to do that. At least you've had insurance or something. (laughs) So this whole idea of growing the business versus staying the same as I was before is kind of this crazy idea that we're just keeping in our heads and rattling around with, okay? So we want to get out of that idea that we need to stay the same that that for an old client. And an old client's just like a new client. It makes absolutely no difference, okay? There's, there's an advantage to fees on everybody's side and to show that you're growing in your business and becoming more organized and professional and polished in what you do is a really good thing to show your past client and show them where you're going. So, you know, all, all really good. So the most important thing about making the shift is the way you explain it to your client, Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the biggie right there is, is that you need to do it clearly. So it's understood very succinctly. So there's not too many pieces to it and confidently, confidently. Okay. You don't ask if it's okay. You say, this is how we do this. Now, one of the little mind hack tricks you could use for doing this is to imagine you had a boss and you're working for somebody else and this is the way they work. And they said, this is what you have to do. 
I mean, back in my furniture store days, I got caught in that all the time, right? Things that I wasn't really quite comfortable with, but that's the way they did it, and that's the way they charged it, and that's the way it was going to be. So I did it. I followed along and went, okay, well, that works, all right? So sometimes it's just getting out of your own head and getting into the idea that this is a good thing all for everybody all the way around, okay? And that, that you could do this with confidently knowing that it's going to help your client when you're done. Okay, I'm going to model what this looks like. Okay, this is this is a simple, simple little piece, but I'm going to model it, and I'm going to make me the bad guy. And you can make me the bad guy whether you're part of IDBA or not, because sometimes um, having a bad guy, kind of like having the boss said you have to do it, sometimes that's a good way to get through things that you're not quite comfortable with or need to explain better, that sort of thing. So you could say that, that you know, I'm working with a, with a design business coach to improve the systems and the way my business works and make it more polished and professional. And one of the things that uh, my my business coach has put in with the best practices in my business are our fee-based design. And what I realized after working with her, that it was really unfair to you to expect you to hire me and A, not know what I'm going to cost and B, not know what your project's going to cost. Just kind of stepping into the unknown with me. And I appreciate you doing that for me in the past, but I don't want to do that to you anymore. So I have learned how to run a budget really quickly with you so we can figure out ahead of time what you're comfortable with spending on this project and me knowing that I can actually pull it off for that. So we have a good budget agreement. And then I can quote you a design fee. So you know exactly what this project is going to cost before you ever start. Now, that's all there is to it. <laughs> okay. And so what are they going to say? What are they going to say? Well, 99.9% .9 of the time, the response is, wow, it's about time. <laughs> so realize that all this worry about having, you know, not being able to do this for a past client is what the past client actually wants and wants to see from you. They want to see you grow. They want to see you be more professional. And they would really like to know how much their job is going to cost. Okay. That's, that's a really important piece. Now, sometimes we get in a place where our head is doing this story. Well, it only was X amount of dollars last time. And if I chart, and if I tell them it's going to be this much, I'll lose the job, that sort of thing. You know, if you can't talk about what the job's going to cost realistically, you know, not scary numbers, but just realistically what it is and get agreement for it, it's not a job. It's not going to go anywhere and you're just going to spin your wheels. So being able to clearly come up with that budget number and get agreement on it is incredibly important. And then once you have that, it's very easy to pull out a design fee out of that. That way, you know what you're going to provide, what you're going to get paid. All of that's clear. The client knows what they're going to pay you and, and what the deliverables will be. It's all very, very clear. And then it becomes really easy to put it on a letter of agreement and it becomes really easy to get paid up front for what you're going to do instead of weeks and weeks behind. It will make a huge difference in your cash flow, a huge difference being paid concurrently when you're doing the work, okay? It only makes sense, right? And so so that whole piece of, of the design fees is going to bump up your, your income 
pretty considerably just to start with. It's it's really it's really an easy easy way to get that started. Now we've got lots of other places to look and tweak and fix money leaks and all of that sort of stuff as we go through everything. But this is a big one. This this dropping into design fees and be able to confidently talk to your clients about it, about this is how it's worked and this is what we're going to do. And when you do that and you do it clearly and succinctly and confidently, there's absolutely no problem. Your clients are thrilled for you. They're actually thrilled for themselves. It's just a much better way of doing it. So with that little advice in mind, I invite you to design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Interior Design Business Podcast. If you love what you're learning, head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com and book a clarity call. This is the perfect way to chat with one of our coaches about where you are in your business and what your next best step needs to be to make your design business profitable and enjoyable. As always, you can head over to interiordesignbusinessacademy.com to check out the links and resources from this episode. So until next week, design something beautiful and get paid what you're worth.